0: Hey everybody, welcome to... Hey, this... The po- Uh... Huh. What do I say now? Hey everybody, this is Bobby Cool Daddy Slick Breeze, and this is the Cool Daddy Disc Golf Podcast. It's been about a minute since uh, I've put out a podcast. A lot has been going on since the end of Disc Golf Answer Man. So... Some of you have said reached out to me and said, "Hey, are you still doing a podcast?" Some people are like, "Oh, why?" You said the end of disc golf answer man, so that meant no more podcast. Well. Not necessarily true. I still want to do podcasts, okay? It's just been a while. So what's been going on? Let me just go jump right into it. Uh, We have an online store, CoolDaddyDiscOff.com. We offer retail side of things, and we also have a wholesale side of things. We've been working with Clash Discs to become one of their distributors, and that's working out fantastically. Now, what I'm trying, my niche right now is going to be that smaller store that Hasn't tried Clash discs yet. They want to try Clash discs, but they don't want to spend a whole lot of money to try it out. They just want to kind of dip their toes into the water, and so that's where I'm here. $100 minimum. Send me your your state reseller certificate that allows you to purchase discs. You know the whole legal stuff. Purchase items without the tax because you're going to sell them again. All that legal stuff, but um, and then gets out will order some class discs, put them in your store. If they sell really well, come back to me and I'll help you keep class discs moving in your store. Now, I have had some stores that already had Class Disc, but they just wanted to reorder a couple of wild honeys or a couple of salt or a couple of mangoes to make sure they have the most inventory they can of Class Disc because it's doing fantastic in their store. And it has been, just about every store. There was maybe one or two stores where they're like, well, we're not quite sure how it's going to do in our market because of pricing. But the stores that have recognized that it is a premium plastic and the plastic feels amazing, the Class Disc has done really well. I keep jumping around all over the place. My point is, is that you can also go to or CoolDaddyDiscOff.com, and you can uh, there in the drop down, you can become a reseller or become a dealer. I think it says, and fill out the form, and we'll get you all set up. And I am loving it. I've helped out a few uh, tournaments. I don't have hot stamping yet, but I've able I've been able to help a few tournaments out that just wanted class discs in their players pack. I gave them a special price. We worked out a deal. I sent them hundreds of discs, and it's been awesome. So thank you guys for that. That's kind of what's been going on. Basically, half my apartment that I'm living at is my living space, and the other half is disc golf. With I have shelves of Clash discs, and I also have boxes of Clash discs ready just to fulfill your orders. So, and I'm super excited. I'm no, again, I'm jumping around. Another thing I have coming up is the candy release, the new putter from Clash Disc. That's going to be released on September 29th. So, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, going forward. But the big thing that I'm sure a lot of you have been waiting on is the winner of the Clash Disc Copa bag. So this bag was sent to me by Clash Discs and I was going to sell it on my site. But then I thought, you know what, um, I'm going to give this away because I want to get some more subscribers. I want to get some more people following me. So I thought, well, why don't I use the age old trick of give you something and you give it back, which is your uh, clicks and your subscriptions. So what I did was just to jump right into it, just so we can go right into it. Well, no, actually, I'm teasing you. We're actually going to go into this uh, an interview I did with Anthony from Clash Disc. He's an ambassador. He went out to Pro Worlds. He has a brand called Happy Happy with Par. And it's kind of a cool little story. You probably have heard it in a past episode of the story behind his brand. But he decided to go out to Pro Worlds to vent. Now, he's done venting at some uh, other like C tiers and B tier events, but he's never done something of that high of caliber. And he thought, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. So he did it. And we talk about some of the hoops he had to jump through, some of the challenges and some of how he overcame those challenges, some of the things he noticed about what people shop for, um, some of the uh, "Quote unquote," fanboying he did, meeting some of his the top pros out there. So just had a really good conversation with him. So we're gonna go into that interview, and then after that, we're gonna give away the class discs back. So here's the interview with Anthony. So we got Anthony, Mister Happy with Par, on the episode. Um, he just made a trip back, uh, or made a trip to Pro World, and it was your now is it your first time ever vending at an event, or just that that big of an event?
1: At that caliber for sure. yeah. Yeah. I set up the booth one time before that at a local B tier. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So yeah, I mean, obviously
0: I follow you on Instagram and all the places and I saw that you were headed out there. You had mentioned it to it in our little class disc ambassador, ambassador, uh, group that we chat on. And so I thought, uh, once you got back, I was like, man, that would make for a good interview to find out all about your experiences and stuff like that. So, so tell us real quick, tell us about the experience of attending the PDJ Pro World Championships as A merchant, or as someone that's going to sell, what was what was kind of your goals you had set going out there?
1: Yeah, my goal going out there really was just to um, get some brand exposure, kind of Mm -hmm. meet some people outside my local area. You know, I I think I do a a decent job online with social media and stuff, at kind of connecting with uh, you know the disc golf fan base out there, but. Um, I really just wanted to kind of be able to tell my story face to face and, you know, sort of see how people's reaction to the logo and the merchandise that I had, um, what that would be like. And and, yeah, just to, you know, kind of be there as a fan too, as a bonus. Nice. So uh, we've I think we've
0: I've, I know you've been on the show before. and You've kind of talked about your brand, but tell us real quickly again. Remind us what it is. What is happy with par? What's that all about?
1: Yeah. Happy with par is merch and apparel for the everyday disc golfer with an emphasis on positive mental attitude, mental attitude. I, uh, I just wanted to kind of create a brand that could be that kind of crossover between, you know, really being disc golf oriented, but also, you know, being able to kind of like take it easy and, and make sure that, uh, you know, fun is at the forefront of the of the message here. I like that. I like that.
0: Okay, so you had a plan to go out there. Were you taking uh, discs, hats, T-shirts? Tell us all about that.
1: Yeah, so um, originally we were just going to follow, retrace some family road trip footsteps up to Smuggler's Notch. When I uh, realized that Worlds was happening at Smuggler's Notch this year, I just decided to kind of take a swing at it and see if I'd be able to get up there and bend. Um, It was mostly, you know, kind of jumping through some hoops um, with vending fees and getting myself registered and all like that. And then past that, the goal was just to make sure that I had a good bit of merchandise as far as t-shirts and hats. And, you know, I had done some runs of socks and I had some clash discs with my stamp but really what the goal was just to take some stuff up there that i thought that would sell kind of more in the way of uh clothing and stuff like that just because i knew that there was going to be you know a huge amount of plastic being sold and um that's not necessarily my my first uh line of attack i think when i'm you know thinking about selling merch and stuff like that and really kind of making it about sales so um yeah just kind of went hard on the on the walking basket logo got a bunch of cool shirts printed up in some cool colorways got some hats loaded up and um, yeah just try to do the best to make my booth look enticing and as soon as I kind of made eye contact with people hit them with you know an engaging line kind of reel yeah. them in but but not feel too pressured, you know? So yeah, it was a little
0: sales tactics going on there. So you mentioned mentioned there were some hoops you had to go through. So what was it not simply just saying, Hey, I'm a guy, I've got some merchandise. I want to sell at PDGA worlds. Was there some things that like a, a form you had to
1: fill out a process you had to go through to get approved? How did that work? Yeah, there was definitely some, um, there was some, you know, more, uh, let's just, I'm trying to think of like the exact way to put it, but you know, I had to like supply employer identification number, just some kind of mm-hmm. stuff like that to establish that I was a legitimate business. Yeah. Um, you know, I had to provide, you know, some insurance for the event just in case anything were to go down and my tent collapse on top of somebody, you know, um, just some sort of, you know, things that definitely made me realize, you know, this is a, this is a pretty serious endeavor. Um, you know, I'm trying to be taken seriously as a brand. So, you know, have to kind of, you know, Take the steps to make your brand serious. And uh, yeah, some of those things are the professional um, behind the scenes like insurance and and I guess, you know, making sure that all the vendors are.
0: The insurance is something that they required or something that you just thought would make a be a good idea?
1: Uh, it's something that's actually required by oh, okay. the disc golf pro tour. Yeah. So um, to I, I'm sure they probably have their own sort of like umbrella insurance set up, mm-hmm. but I think each vendor has to provide sort of like their certificate of liability insurance just in case.
0: Mm, that makes sense. Now, were you able to select, was there different levels as far as like having a small tent to a big tent or whatever, or was it pretty much cookie cutter?
1: Nah, sure. There were are there definitely tiers. Um, okay. I was one of the smaller vendors there. I was probably the smallest vendor um, as far as reach and exposure goes. I also was, you know, the smallest uh, as far as like footprint. You know, I just had my 10 by 10 easy up canopy. I was in between Squatch and Lone Star discs um, Squatch was kind of there just, I think, advertising, um, some display models of their bags and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were a pretty big partner of the Disc Golf Pro Tour and Worlds. They put out an exclusive bag for them. Um, so they had a lot of foot traffic kind of coming up. And then, you know, next to me was, uh, Lone Star Discs, who was also a pretty oh, huge, nice. um, sponsor of the event. And, and they had, a you know, they had a setup. Two times, two and a half times my size, and just tons of discs. And you know, they had they all had real cool sublimated custom canopies. And mm. I just sort of had my <clears throat> my little uh, khaki colored Easy Up that I bought <laughs> off a of Facebook Marketplace, and and had a buddy of mine help me out with a banner. Um, so I definitely had imposter syndrome when I kind of first showed up next to the big names. But um, yeah, after kind of just connecting with a couple people, it just quickly started to resonate with me that you know the people that are there kind of have the same mindset that i do um and you know they're just seeing a cool new brand if i could kind of provide a good experience as far as you know learning what my brand is but then you know making it an easy transaction if they did want to support that was kind of my goal past that yeah.
0: No, I think that's great. I think it's great
1: that you even had the goal to do it. You did what you needed
0: to do to get it done and then you follow through. I think that's fantastic. And I totally get the imposter syndrome. I go through that myself all the time when I try to do some stuff. But so let's, let's kind of take a few steps back because I want to understand and learn actually i want to learn a little bit um hopefully audience does as well so once you got the news that it was like hey you're approved you've got the insurance uh in your mind you're thinking okay i've got to get you know certain kind of merchandise what what were some of the planning steps or was it more or less just like hey i just I'm just going to wing it like what was kind of your plan and that's not I'm not trying to like come down on you if that was your thing that to me it could be almost like I'm just going to do what I think I'm will work and I'm just going to use it as a uh, learning experience so to kind of take us through the mindset of what the planning process was
1: yeah so first thing I did was just kind of look at what I have what i've kind of done in sales um at my local tournaments and like okay. i said that's mostly been showing up to c tiers um on courses that i've helped out with some of these are private property so i'm literally just pulling up my truck and popping the trunk or the tailgate and you know i'm setting up just locally um how many t-shirts i kind of sell at those um, it was hard to gauge what i should be taking to worlds i did know that they sold 3500 tickets before um, before Worlds started. And I, I believe that there were, you know, you could purchase day passes and such there. So I'm going to say there were probably near 4,000 people in the five days of being at worlds. Um, you know, I didn't really know how to, <laughs> how to figure out, you know, exactly how much to buy. Sure. Um, as far as merchandise and having overhead. So what I did really was just kind of cranked out a couple small runs, um, Kind of like monthly leading up to the event. So I Mm -hmm. ran a couple different designs. I think I had four different T-shirts there, two of them in two different colorways, and then I had five different kinds of hats. Um, You know, and once again, all that was just kind of like pushing what I could afford, in kind of um, in in sort of like smaller runs. so leading up to it, yeah, I just kind of kept going back and counting inventory. Uh, shut down the website for a minute because I didn't want to be double dipping, have mm-hmm. you know inventory up there with me that I'm selling and then not be able to supply people. Um, but the goal was really just to have a couple hundred T-shirts. I knew that if I couldn't have them, you know, a couple hundred of each design, the worst thing that happened is is I sell out and, and I just get to spectate sooner. Right. Um, right. Which, I didn't sell out unfortunately, but, um, also fortunately now I have stock, you know, to get back up on the website, coming home with a little bit more brand exposure and a couple more followers on Instagram. Um, and then not to turn this into another thing, but I actually just made the decision that I'm going to roll down to USDGC at the beginning of October Wow! So from October 5th to 8th, I'll be vending my second disc golf pro tour and, uh, another, a major, right. Um, be kind of because I just have a good bit of inventory left over, um, and because I want to keep the momentum rolling, uh, and then we'll take the winter off and kind of see what happens.
0: I think that's fantastic. No, I mean, it, and then you're just taking all the lessons that you learned from this one, and just apply them to going to another one, and then you learn some stuff there, and you and you keep applying to future events. I think that's that's fantastic. So okay, so let's take a break from the whole merchandise thing and 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 because I mean you're at worlds right you've got everybody everybody's there to watch the top top people so tell me a little bit about and we all know disc golf is like a big community there's a lot of camaraderie so tell us a little bit about some of those memories of meeting probably seeing people that you see on YouTube videos or meeting people that you are, are, are just there for the excitement tell us a little bit about that
1: yeah, so getting up there, first thing I was able to do was link up with my good buddy Chandler Fry. Um, nice. So for anybody that doesn't know, Chandler is a pro golfer sponsored by Discraft, good friend of mine. Um, we've been kind of doing this Mental Health Monday thing for almost the past year now, I guess. So getting up there, I got to link up with Chandler. Um, and he, his father, and I played a round over on Brewster, which was really cool because I played Brewster before um while i was out on the course i immediately started running into pros you know during their (laughs) practice round so it's kind of easier for me to play with chandler because we've established a little bit of a camaraderie i definitely had some anxiety early on but uh yes it's wild man you know they're just guys like guys and girls like all of us but um yeah when you spend so much time watching them on youtube or you know watching um uh tutorials and you know backhand tips and stuff like that. And this is the person that you're kind of like, you know, thinking about their their words so often and then you're in front of them in real life. It is a little bit, it was it's a little bit funky, but um, <laughs> it was so cool. Uh, I, I posted a bunch on Instagram. One of my kind of small goals while I was there for brand exposure, but also just personally was I wanted to try and rope in as many of uh, sort of like the pros that I watch and appreciate to for a little selfie or a picture in front oh, of my sure. booth. And I was able to do that <laughs> quite a bit. Um, yeah, I'll, you know, I guess also Chandler's kind of got a little gang that he hangs with, including Eric Oakley, mm-hmm. James Proctor, Erica Stinchcomb. Um, pretty cool because you know they're all kind of like team clash too yeah um, so i was able to holler at them uh felt like you know my teammates we had some cool chats and uh the one person that really got me that just kind of struck me out i'll say though yeah uh, was nate sexton really uh, yeah so nate's wife and daughter uh came over to my booth at one point well i guess while he was playing it's you know I even felt like a little bit strange. Like, is it weird that I recognize this guy's family? But, you know, he, <laughs> he's posted them on social media. And, uh, Coraline, his daughter, is, I think, you know, had a couple pretty cute and funny videos on there. So they, they had come by at one point and, um, she was looking at my little shirts. Uh, they were kind of like these little, like, blue and, and purple shirts and they were real cute. So I, I just had to give one to her. And after the round, they came back with Nate and, uh, you know, Nate and Chandler are buddies. So they're just kind of chit chatting like no biggie. And I definitely just kind of got starstruck and <laughs> couldn't say a whole lot more except for, like, hey, how's it going, man? Nice ace. <laughs> like he nice. aced in, at Worlds in that yeah. round. And yeah, it's just pretty epic. So. It was that's definitely cool.
0: an epic trip. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, those, those types of trips are definitely uh, made to create memories and stuff like that. So it's cool that you had a lot of those good memories. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, co- going back to the merchandise and everything, wh- what were some of the things that you learned as far as what people are shopping for, or what kind of shopper comes out to Pro Worlds?
1: Um, yeah, I, I noticed that, uh, right away people were, you know, just kind of scoping out the, the landscape. Um, they wanted to look at everything before they spent any money and, you know, that's kind of like I, I said earlier, you know, I was trying to engage without hovering too much. I -hmm. think I mentioned that, but, um, I don't know, you know, I've never really worked in sales, but I feel like I have this kind of innate. Ability to connect with people, and I, you know, think about what would I want out of the experience. I know if somebody hits me immediately, sometimes when I'm looking at something, it feels a little bit overbearing, um, mm. you know. So I kind of just try to you know, say hello, let everybody know that I'm going to be here all week. If you see something that you like, you know, come come back. Um, so I did have a good bit of tie dye. One of my good mm-hmm. buddies named bob his name is big bob and he does uh, some really really cool tie-dye um i had a, a nice wrap with the tie-dye on the front that was kind of eye-catching so i used that to pull a lot of people in i think at first nice. um but yeah for for me specifically um i think i gotta take it back to the mention of like the merchandise or rather the apparel more than the merchandise like discs and stuff like mm-hmm. that um I think that you know a lot of people are going out there look when they're looking for plastic or something they're looking for specific things a lot of times mm-hmm. whether it's something that they've never thrown before or very specific molds that they want but uh trying to like sell plastic to people in a place like you know vendor village with 50 mm-hmm. different options of plastic the thing that really sets me apart is um you know the 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 clothing and the message behind the clothing that I'm offering. So I try to wrap that up and, and, you know, make that sort of the experience. You know, I mentioned telling my story a little bit because in our other interview, I said, you know, sometimes I don't really know where I end and the brand begins. And Mm -hmm. I think that, um, that's sort of my leg up is, you know, that I, the brand is an extension of me. I really mean the message. And so once you hear that, um, I think that people buy into that um, because it's honest. So yeah, Yeah. I I I think moving forward, that's my focus is like once again just uh, keep making the things that I like because they make me feel good and other people kind of see that. Um, So
0: I think that's that's great. No great answer, but no, I think that's good. No branding, it's all yeah, it's a. I mean, I I think I could go so far as say it's all about branding. I mean, you're right. There are so many different brands, so many different choices that people have, but you're going to find some people that are going to resonate with the the methods you put out and the branding you put out. And so that's what they're going to want to do, not just support you, but they're going to want to show, oh, this guy knows how I feel. He knows what I'm... No, he thinks like I think. He's trying to accomplish things like I'm trying to accomplish things. So yes, I want to identify with that and they do that by wearing your shirts, wearing your hats, buying your discs and stuff like that. So I think that's fantastic and I think that's a great approach to do it. Okay, so now based on what you've, what you've done, you've accomplished it, you set out a goal, you hit it, what advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about is kind of in your same shoes where they're like, hey, I just have this idea, I have this brand that I want to do and I want to go out to a big event and vend. What, would, what advice would you give them?
1: Um... <clears throat> if you believe it, do it. Like I definitely procrastinated for a little while because I made assumptions. I assumed this pathway wouldn't work or, or whatever like that. More than anything, kind of, you know, just a little bit of anxiety and procrastination. Don't let that stop you. Um, flip side of that, you know, I said, if you believe it, because I think that people can, people can pick up on what's authentic. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you have something authentic there that you truly believe in um go for it um you know i talking about expectations a lot too like i had i was you know trying to figure out like what are my expectations for this it's kind of hard to gauge what I, where i think i should land at the end of it because i've never done it before well like you got to do it to figure it out so mm-hmm. you know i um i sort of had my expectations but i was you know reevaluating as i was going through Making sure that I was just kind of riding the wave, having fun. Once again, you know, it's worlds. So pretty, pretty huge step from what I had done before. And then also, you know, with my interest, I didn't want to, with my interest in disc golf, I didn't want to get too caught up in thinking about the business side of it and, you know, take away or stress me in that moment. Um, so that's, you know, the advice that I would give to anybody that's maybe thinking about it right now, you know, make sure that whatever your shop, whatever you're selling, you, you really genuinely believe in it. Um, and, and if you do, and you have good intentions moving forward, and it's not just trying to make a quick buck, people will see that people will, you know, certain people will resonate with it. And that's what matters, you know, making sure that you're doing something that is good for you, that you believe, um, that you believe in and, and feel good about and, and I think the uh, the connection with people and building the brand comes after that.
0: Was there anything in particular that like there was one thing that you, if you had to pick that you're like, I did not realize this was going to happen or I was going to have to do this. But now, you know, was there anything, one thing that sticks out?
1: Hmm. No, I'll say the one thing, I don't know. That's kind of a hard question because I've definitely had. You know, a lot through running through my mind as far as like wishing that I had more inventory Mm, of this mm, or more inventory mm -hmm. of that. But those are just kind of like things that came up, uh, you know, in the moment. It came up on me pretty quick. But um, the one thing that I managed to make happen just in time, and I don't know what I would have done if I didn't. Yeah. I know what I would have done. I would have relied on Venmo. But having a little square, getting a hold of that credit Uh, card option right before the event. Um, cause previously I had just been, you know, cash or Venmo or PayPal. Um, you know, they, they, everybody wants to get their little chunk and, you know, running it through like a square, they're also still taking a little percentage, but it's yeah. a whole heck of a lot easier. Also, you never know where you will and won't have service. So there, there's one that kind of just comes to mind. Uh, gotcha. at tournament, at tournament central, one of these big events. You got 3000 people on their cell phones and you got the disc golf network trying to stream live service gets pretty sketchy. So you don't want to rely on something like that. Uh, So that was, that was the lesson that I learned.
0: Okay. So the square thing, if I, I remember using it before, but like, so it can still be used even if there isn't reception, I'm assuming it just logs everything. And then once it has reception, it it pushes it out there.
1: Yeah. I was able to connect it to my Bluetooth and never had any issues uh, with, with that. Um, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if past that, but I never had issues. I had issues surfing the net and pulling oh, a okay. live score while I was there, but my, <laughs> my square never, uh, never, on me.
0: I got you. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Well, that's good, man. Well, I, I appreciate you, Anthony, come on on here and sharing your story, sharing your experience. And so now you've, like you said, you've got some inventory left over. Is that, uh, on your website where people can start shopping now or are you working on putting that up there?
1: I'm working on getting the uh, website updated. So I think I've got a couple patches that are showing available right now, but I do have more. I'm going to be getting that up within the next couple of days. And then, awesome. Uh, yeah.
0: And that's uh, happywithpar.dg.com. DG.com, DG.com happy
1: or just dot with, with... Just com.
0: All right. I'll put a little link in the description so people can go out there and check it out. Cool. And then, of course, though, we'll get to see you at USDGC, sounds like. So that, that's awesome, dude.
1: Yeah, October 5th to the 8th, I'll be down there in Championship Village. Probably set up again with the Facebook Marketplace tent, but the uh, the billion dollar banner, if you see me, come stop by.
0: Nice. I love it. All right. Thanks again, Anthony. I appreciate it.
1: Cool. All right, Bobby. Later
0: good times with Anthony. Such a great story he's got going on trying to build his business in disc golf and such a great story, such a great message that he's putting out there about uh, you know, just being mindful of your mental health. I think it's awesome and I wish him all the luck. So we're going to slow things down. I know at the beginning I was going pretty fast as far as my talk, but we're going to slow things down a little bit um, and go ahead and give away the Clash Disc back because I'm sure that's what you guys have been waiting for. In fact, I bet you some of you probably uh, scrub through the interview just to hear the winner. Scrub back. Go listen to the interview. Well, I guess after I give the announcement of the winner. I hope you still stay say, subscribed to my channel. <laughs> even if you don't win the bag, because I've got a fudge, uh, it should be out in the next couple days. Once this is put out, I have a fudge uh, review disc off disc review that's gonna be put out on my YouTube channel and then I'm gonna of course do the candy and then I've got a few other class discs that I need to get out once Oklahoma decides not to have 105 degrees uh, out there. I'll get out there and do some more disc reviews. So So what I did was, this was for my YouTube subscribers, hopefully you heard about this. Now if you're already a YouTube subscriber, even before this was going down, you were you were entered into it as long as you're a subscriber. But what I did was I went onto my YouTube channel, into my studio, where it's kind of the back end of my channel. I sh- had it display the list of subscribers and it looked like it, could dis- it, it would uh, show me, it would display 50 at a time. So what I did was, is I went to random number generator and I said, all right, you're going to show me There's 50, right, and I've got about 795 subscribers at the time that I was doing this. Let me double check, yes, because I'm gonna do, yes, 795. So I figure if you're showing me 50, then that's, what, 50, yeah, so I did a number generator setup, pick me a number, it picked the number five, I advanced, forwarded five uh, clicks that would show me 50 at a time, then I did one through 50, pick a number, number generator. It picked a number. I went through that and I picked a winner. And the winner's username, now I don't know if this, I don't think this is his real name. This has got to be his YouTube username is Boston Brimhall. So Boston, if you listen to or if you see this on YouTube, you need to reach out to me. And actually, I believe I found him on Instagram. So once I'm done recording this, I'm going to reach out to him and get his mailing information. And he's the winner of the Clash discs back. So congratulations, Boston Brimhall, if that's really your name. And if I look at his, well, no, I don't want to give out information about what he's doing. <laughs> you can go to his Instagram and find him and uh, you can find out I uh, just congratulations, Boston Brimhall. I'll say that based on what you just put on your Instagram. Anyway, so congratulations, Boston. He wins the class disc bag. Now, there's some discs I was going to give away, and I'm going to kind of sprinkle that in the upcoming weeks on my Instagram. So follow me at Uncle Bobby Jr. on Instagram, and I will pick winners at random to win those discs. So thank you guys so much for participating in this, for subscribing on YouTube, and, uh, yeah, we'll have some upcoming interviews on the Cool Daddy Disc Golf Podcast. I appreciate you guys watching. I appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, yeah, get out there and play some disc golf.